0: Today's BS episode on the Ringer Podcast Network is brought to you by ZipRecruiter, our 2018 presenting sponsor in your own personal scouting department. ZipRecruiter's powerful technology distributes your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards and then it identifies the right people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. We have the all-star game this weekend. As you can hear from my voice, the All Star game is here. It's time to let ZipRecruiter help you find some All Stars. My listeners can try it for free at slash BS. Meanwhile, I'm pretty excited about the all new BMW X3. I've been driving BMWs for the past 10 years or so, maybe 12. The X3 has the level of performance I would expect from a BMW, and I drive 6.0 with an intuitive touchscreen, available safety features like active blind spot detection and next generation X-Drive intelligent all-wheel drive. I might have to test drive this one. You can do it. You can test drive the all-new BMW X3 at your local BMW center today. BMW only makes one thing, the ultimate driving machine. Don't forget about the ringer.com. We have a bunch of NBA stuff. Danny Chai wrote a really interesting piece about what the All-Star Game would look like in 2023 and tried to pick the roster based on an algorithm that Zach Mack, who also, I'm I'm sorry, Zach Cram, who also works for, uh, we have a Zach Mack and a Zach Cram. What are the ads of that? Uh, Zach Cram, who uh, is kind of our analytics guru, even though he's about 12 years old. He crunched all the numbers and tried to figure out the exact age range of the All-Star game Uh, over the over the century basically and then danny tried to pick the roster i was super jealous of this and if i had known about this sooner i just would have taken danny off the project and written it myself because that's how jealous i was of this idea check that out check out the ringer half season awards are on there today as well as mark titus's college basketball power rankings tate and titus one shining podcast heating up you're moving up the charts tate Trying to. Are you gaming the system? Are you, do you have Russian bots putting subs on?
1: We're dropping bags everywhere, left and right. Dropping bags. Yes. All some we can bag do. Bag
0: dropping. Uh, we had a whole bunch of great Ringer podcasts this week too. Wilmore had one. JJ Redick. Um, binge mode. At Ringer NBA show every day this week. All kinds of stuff are happening. We have a podcast, a new one, that I'm going to tell you about next week that we're launching. I'm excited about this franchise. There's no rewatchables this week. Coming back the next two weeks, here's what we're doing. Creed, in honor of, uh, of Black Panther and MBJ and Coogler. I love those guys. And then for Oscar week, the earliest we've ever done a rewatchables for, I mean, the earliest a movie has come close to us doing a rewatchables. We're doing Get Out. I've watched it 50 times on HBO over the last two months. I have a lot of thoughts. So those are the next two. Creed. And get out. And if you want to watch those before we do those, check those out. One last thing. There's a chance. There's a chance. I don't want to get too excited. There's a chance. He's a busy dude. There's a chance. We're going to do a podcast with Kevin Durant this weekend. This would be the fifth one. It's the, what's that date? The quadrilogy? Uh, Quinn. Quinn Quinn trilogy? (laughs) The last one I thought was the best one. We did a mailbag. It went in a whole bunch of awesome directions. And the biggest reason was because the readers sent great questions and the listeners. So I'm throwing that challenge out again. Hey, if you want to send a question that might be read and asked of one of the best basketball players in the world, send it to the mailbag at the ringer.com and put KD in the subject heading. And I'm just going to throw a whole bunch of these at him. Try to be respectful. He is a resource, but you know, you can be challenging. Um, don't be mean, no Russian bots. <laughs> oh, but hey, it's either going to happen this week or it's going to happen this weekend, or it's going to happen, uh, in a couple weeks, but let's get the questions going. So it's at the mailbag, uh, the mailbag at the ringer.com. Katie part five. It's in the works right now. Pearl jam. Richard Jefferson, the last time he was here, I'm going to say it was August.
2: Yeah.
0: You remember the Cavs?
2: I was. I Since was. then,
0: they made 38 trades. You were one of the trades. <laughs> you live in Denver now. Yes. You're one of the only people in Denver that probably doesn't smoke marijuana every day. Every time I go there, the the, 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 the everybody's just lit. The Is Celtics it? played there recently, and it was just the happiest, most mellow crowd I've ever seen <laughs> at a Celtic game. Yeah, uh, yeah. But what's it been like? Did you get used to the altitude?
2: The altitude's been uh, a little bit trying. Uh, I, my role is is completely different than it's been the last probably like four or five years where I am a full-on just veteran leader. Uh, I'm, not really, I'm not in the rotation. It doesn't matter if someone goes down, if someone gets hurt or whatever. I'm just out of the rotation. So my job is more of just to inspire the young big guys. Big brother? Yeah, big brother, grumpy old brother. Is that what you want, though? Um, it, it's one of those things that, like, I I look at it from this standpoint: is that I have a job, yeah. You know, and there's a lot of guys that don't have a job. And for longevity in any field, you have to be able to reinvent yourself. You can't just be like, this is who I am. I'm not changing. If it's not, if I'm not in this role, then I'm not doing it. Right. And so I still enjoy the game. I still enjoy the camaraderie. Uh, every player, I will say, I will say 90% of players wish they were playing more. So yeah. I you know, I, I don't I don't put myself in that boat. But no, I enjoy it because we have great young guys. Really talented, really humble, uh, really hardworking and fun to Unlike be around. Unlike the
0: Cavs. Oh, well now the Cavs <laughs> no, have a I'm lot kidding. of young guys that are <laughs> okay, really good. now they did. Yeah. They changed yeah. it. So what's it what's it been like to try to be ready mentally every game, but you're probably not gonna play? I, I would always imagine that would drive me crazy. It does. It drives people crazy. You go there um, and it's like, Am I playing? Am I not playing? And then all of a sudden, like, hey, we need you.
2: Yeah, it's tough because, you know, it's just part, it's just part of the gig, you know, and you can't, I I feel like I've been so fortunate because I have an appreciation for the game, for the NBA game from so many different facets where I was a leading scorer. I was a, you know, young guy off the bench. Then I was one, a part of a big group. And then Finals teams and non playoff So and now all of a sudden here I am in a role that is new to me. I've never been in this role before where you're not playing. You're not in rotation. Even if someone else goes, if a starting three man goes down, someone else is going to bump up. It's not, yeah. you're not like the next man up. Uh, so in that, in that mold, it's more of, you know, hey. What do you guys need me to do? You need me to make sure guys are showing up on time, doing extra work. You need me to lead by example. Those are the things that um, you know. I had people do that for me. You know, when yeah. I was the young guy on the bench. And who was Luke, your old
0: guy when you were the young guy? And uh, that would Lucius, have been the Nets, right?
2: I, I, yeah, Lucius Harris was oh, one I like of those Lucius guys. Harris. Yeah. Take Lu- a Lucius Harris. Lucius was amazing, and he would sit me on the bench and make fun of me. I'd go in the game. You know, I'd be the sixth man. I'd get two fouls as a rookie in 28 seconds. I'd come back, crack jokes, or I'd come back pissed off. He'd make fun of me and calm me down a little bit, then get me back out into the game. So, you know, I had people do that for me. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, now that I'm in that
0: role, you know, you just try and pay it forward. Denver, I think, is the most unique team in the league. Yeah. It's it's just like Jokic, there's nobody like him. hmm Yeah. Um, Yeah. He's also in this day and age, it's easy to put him in in high screens and stuff like that. But then on the other end, he kills you. So murders you on the other end. And the whole the whole Nuggets team is basically like we're going to score. You might score on us, but we're scoring on you, too.
2: Well, we changed it a little bit once we lost Paul, Paul Millsap. uh, Right. And we were one we're one of the few teams like so Paul Millsap's been out with a wrist injury. He should be back in about a week or two. Um, and yeah, then come we, on, Paul Millsap. Uh, that's what I'm saying I like, had lazy ass. It's time to make the playoffs. And then, uh, and then we lost. Um, we lost Mason Plumlee for a few weeks, but we had so many power forwards on our roster. Trey Lyles, who's a yeah. great young player, uh, who's who I believe has a chance to be really, really good. I like his game. Yeah, he, he has a chance.
0: Typical stretch four. Yeah,
2: he and and he has a, a very good fluid post game. Yeah. So like he's one of those guys. Like you, you know, kind of in the mold of like the old Al Harrington like you yeah. know if you put a small on him he'll post them up and go get a bucket put a big on him and he can step away and shoot the ball um uh, but he's one of those guys that this is really his first year of playing a ton of basketball uh but he has a ton of potential but you know once we lost Paul our, our defensive things kind of changed a little bit because he would
0: cover up a lot of mistakes yeah, yeah. and so we're, we're, yeah we're you know we're in the outscore you mode right now the funny thing is i remember when jamal murray was coming into the draft Celtics had the third pick, so I was like very focused on this draft. And I think they were choosing between him and Jalen Brown. I don't know what the right choice was. I guess we'll find out ten years from now. But the thing was like they were saying, great shooter, maybe doesn't have the best first step. Yeah. Maybe maybe his handle's not great. Might not be somebody who can beat people off the dribble. And then you watch him now and he's just like blowing by people. <laughs> Well, I think you're you're more afraid of his
2: jump shot. You know, you'd yeah. be amazing how much of a good jumper makes you very fast. Because guys have to be really close to you. If they're you have, leaning if in. they're yeah. leaning in, you have a quick trigger. And so I think that's where his advantage lies. He has a really good handle. A yeah. really a very underrated handle. He kind of
0: torch Westbrook in that Oklahoma. City he's to, you game. you know,
2: and, and and he's such a young player. Again, I think he's twenty. I don't, like even, I don't even know if he either he just turned twenty one or he's about to. But that's the thing is that he has so much ability. Excuse me, and so you know, I think a lot of guys are going to see him take you know ups and downs a That's little. Just the Celtics yeah. right now, the yeah. young
0: dudes, man, they're great for two weeks, and then they go like two for twenty from three for four games. Then all of a sudden, they're making threes again. Well,
2: I'm not, I'm not in a position yet to talk about other teams. Yeah, uh, we've played Boston twice, so uh, i good I'll, games. Yeah, really good games uh Kyrie's always cracking jokes looking at the bench me- messing with me and my teammates are like dude leave that man alone oh that was your guy <laughs> yeah yeah that was Ky's my guy and so it's one of those things where you look at it and people ask about Boston I'm like it's going to be tough for Boston and this is respectfully not because of the coach not because of Kyrie not because of the guy Too it's young. just it's so tough to do that all season long yeah right and then you're talking about teams that are really you know they talk about the Warriors being bored they're going to go play till June, right? Yeah. They're going to go play till June, so for young guys, 82 games alone can mentally fry you. Now you're going to add in another, you know, 20 you're games. like 95, yeah. 98. Yeah. yeah. You are going to add in another 20 games for them to get to the conference finals and then to go to the championship. You know, and and I did it. I did it as a rookie, right? I did it as a rookie, and I did it in my second year. But I was a part of a ton of other veterans, and I was just kind of a role player in that mode. And I'm, I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm just saying it just, you're going to see these ups and downs like they're kind of going through right now, like you said.
0: Well, and especially I was talking to somebody last night who I won't say who it was. But we were no talking fun. about the Warriors. And I think it's easier to fight that stuff off when you have that like maniac alpha dog on your team like yeah. you had kid yeah. yeah who was all he wanted to do was play basketball and, and beat people yeah. and just go go go, go every go, game go, go. and you have those games when you don't show up mm-hmm. but kid shows up mm-hmm. and by the third quarter everybody's like oh fuck all right yeah and you have to kind of join in i'm not positive draymond used to be that guy for golden state but i haven't seen that night tonight from him anymore he'll have it some nights but It seems like that's the thing they're missing. If you compare them to the other great teams, it's just the guy in the team is like just force, just force the energy, guys. All right, I'm showing up tonight. I don't know what you what you assholes are doing, but I'm doing it tonight. And I don't know that might be the. I don't know if it's going to matter in May and June. Well,
2: and, and and again, it's tough. Like KD is new, but KD, you know, he lost in the conference finals to them. Then went to the final, so he's you know approaching you know a, a, a possible third June. Those guys are all approaching a possible fourth June in a row. Yeah, um, and so it, it does get tough, and unless you've been through the grind, and it doesn't change your focus. It, but for them to you know you win seventy two games or you win sixty eight games, and people want you to continue that pace, and you're like. That's mentally exhausting, and, and I'm you're not saying a
0: playoff game every game, a- every game. Yeah. Like
2: you, you, and and it's not saying that you know it's about the process, and I know people hate that term at times, but you know San Antonio, you look at what they do. It's never about how, it's about how can we get better throughout the season. What are the things that we're working on right now? It's like golf. I, yeah, it's just, just like working I, on their swing. You're just going to work months. on things because yeah. you you might need it. Yeah, you know if Steve wants to have his players coach and let his players coach, you know who could, you don't have to answer to criticism you know if anything i'm there was players that were mad about it um oh it was disrespectful no it's you know you lose by 40 you lose by 50 those are things that like you, you could be mad at at team management you can be mad that that's the team that's going against one of the great teams in the history of basketball be glad it was only 40 points that right. you lost by
0: yeah phoenix got off the hook in that game yeah the uh do you think lebron was wired like uh over the course of an 82 game season, how many games out of the 82 did he where the team was flat? Did he just win anyway? Over an
2: 82, I would say he's he's similar to J. Kidd though, because his pace is so intense. Yeah, that a lot of times, like even if you're dragging, you ass, have no choice. You have no choice, but yeah. trying to keep up. You're trying to keep up. So he's one of the, he's one of those guys that that. You know, hey guys, like it doesn't mean that he's always going to have it. Yeah, it doesn't mean that he's always going to have it. It just means that he plays at such a pace and such an intensity. Even if his jumpers not falling, you're gonna look up. Similar to like a guy like Jokic or J Kidd. If J Kidd wasn't scoring, you'd still look up. He'd have 13 rebounds, 11 assists. He just had six points, and it was kind right. of a slow night. Bron's the same way. Where even if his jumpers not hitting, or if, or if he's not getting a couple of foul calls. You put him in the fourth quarter with a chance to win. Like his intensity level goes up. He hits that switch. Yeah, he his, kind of yeah. It. He
0: has that ability. Who's that, who could be that guy in the Nuggets someday? Uh, do you have one? I I really
2: like what we do collectively. I yeah. think Gary Harris is the most underrated player in the NBA. He's probably he's probably been our most consistent player. I from liked start him to fin- in that.
0: Dra- I did that draft. Yeah, and he fell to like eighteen or nineteen because he, he was like one inch too small. Yeah, like oh, he's undersized. It's like. So he's six three. What does it? He, what does that mean? He's like, but he's built. He, he's, DeVito.
2: Yeah, he's like he's like physically built for, yeah. for this league. When you look at like his his you know body type and how strong he is, and um, so you got him, and I think Jamal Murray, um, you know those guys as a backcourt, like they really could be the backcourt for the next like eight to ten years for the yeah. team, and they're both only you know in their early twenties. So, do we have guys that are just just turn it on? I, it, it has to be a collective group. Like we even even Joker. Um, Jokic isn't a guy that you're just going to throw the ball to 32 times and just say here go carry us tonight. He's a guy that passes up shots and moves the ball and he plays. was unbelievable last yeah, night. No, he was he was outstanding last night. What's he like? Quiet. Yeah. Funny. Uh, it's funny that his nickname is Joker because he's kind of quiet. But you know, very, very quiet animated. Because he doesn't
0: know English that well. Or no, no, just he, no,
2: no, just that's just his demeanor. Our yeah. locker room is boring as hell, <laughs> really. And I mean, I mean that in it's a probably funny.
0: Probably the secondhand
2: weed smoke in well, the it's city. Probably, it's I mean, probably everybody's just mellow. And I, and I mean that in a respectful way, in the yeah. sense that, like, when I was with the Cavs or when I was with uh, Dallas we had so many personalities in that locker room. Dirk is hilarious. Yeah. Tyson Chandler's an emotion. We just had a lot of energy in these lockers. So then you go to a super young team where even Paul is a very, you know, Paul's country boy, quiet, yeah. chill, laid yeah. back, doesn't let a lot bother him. And we got, we, we have a, we have one of the best locker rooms that I've ever been in, but also one of the more relaxed, quiet locker rooms. I remember a coach walked out. Coach was like, Hey guys, we gotta, you know, do this. We gotta do this. Blah, blah. blah and we got blah, blah. And we're going to have a chance to win. And everybody was like, yeah, all right, and coach <laughs> Like he's walking off, and you can hear him. Real bunch of energetic guys we got here tonight, (laughs) and you're, and it's just like that's just not the personality. But then we go out in the court, we end up winning the second half, you know, because we're a a better second half team. We don't, we either hit first in the first quarter, right? Like with the altitude and stuff. If we don't hit first in the, uh, if we don't hit first there. Then we typically wear teams down in the second half just because we play it with such a consistent pace and that elevation.
0: The Denver, Utah, that that is like the biggest advantage in the league right now. Yeah,
2: by, by far.
0: Although uh, they've just had they have spread the schedule out since your younger days, where that basically four and five is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Three and four will still happen. The Celtics had the a four stretch. and
2: five. People don't understand how much of a oh monster my God. the well, four Vegas and five. understood.
0: Vegas, the Lions would always shift by like five points. Yeah. The four the and five had monster. one last week. They played Thursday night on TNT in Washington. Yeah. Friday night at home, and then Sunday afternoon at home against Cleveland. So it was mm-hmm. basically like three and three and a half days. Yeah. And I think they would have lost anyway, but they they were just dead. You could the, see it in the same And Sunday People game.
2: understand. So like when I played in Jersey, so you would fly cross country, right? Now Seattle was still a team. You'd fly cross country. Oh, my God. You would play Portland on Monday, play Seattle on Tuesday, then right after the game. Vancouver. No, no, no. <laughs> well, you, at the rising the game, you would fly down and say you would play L.A., on you'd have wednesday off, play la on thursday then you would go to like utah maybe work your way back utah yeah. on on friday and then you would fly literally right after the game you would fly back to the east coast get back at three in the morning and then have a game like 36 hours
0: later and it was like dog you literally you didn't, just, know where you, you, didn't know, you didn't know where you were you didn't know where you were and you know because i think flying I, there's no way it doesn't screw with you inside of your brain at least a tiny bit Going up thirty five thousand feet, coming down. There's yeah. no way you're totally fine after
2: that. No, and as I, I'm not even playing. And after trips where it's like back to backs and the just traveling, getting in. You're st- and again. I'm an old man, but you're, you still get tired. You mentally tired,
0: physically tired, even when you're not like playing like high level minutes. So you're set how long do you see doing this before the media thing kicks in? Uh, media thing. It feels like they have a spot for you on the jump. Uh, on just, the jump? Ready. Yeah, no. just ready. Yeah. No, they have the rich Jefferson. I, you know what
2: is the thing is I love Rachel. I love the jump. I love her show um she is she's is very yeah, very good suck up to it I'm, I'm not suck. i've been I'm, on the I'm jump. right here I'm not, my I'm not i'm i'm yeah. not trying to Come suck on, up man. to rachel i'm more right. saying i thought she, i think she's done a very good job of bringing in players and bringing in experienced players yeah. letting them have a voice giving them that platform to talk and then she does a great job her monologues or whatever but i don't know if that the jump is for me i don't What's know for you i don't know i need something where i can voice my opinion a what little about bit a more beach
0: volleyball yoga podcast I, I, I have that that i'm in the Outdoors. works of doing
2: i'm in the works on doing that right now where it's just all it is is we talk about peach beach uh, beach volleyball <laughs> and
0: yoga are the two things <laughs> let's take a quick break all right let's talk about casper the sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time take advantage of casper's competitive limited edition president's day sale For the first time, guess what? President's Day is Monday, so I would take advantage of this now. With three mattress models, the original Casper, the Wave, and the Essential, Casper mattresses perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry, not to mention breathable design that helps you sleep cool, regulate your body temperature throughout the night. It's delivered right to your door in a small how-do-they-do-that-size box with free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. Even better, a 100-night risk-free a trial returns are hassle-free if you're not completely satisfied, they mailed me a mattress. I'm going to say two and a half years ago. We've been using it ever since. I started sleeping better. It actually made me feel dumb that I didn't care about my mattress sooner. Someday, Tate, they'll mail you a mattress. I got one. They did? Yeah. Did they mail Titus one? Well, it's sales. Is Casper dropping it, it bags? Was it was Sal's. It oh, was Sal's. there you go. <laughs> Thanks, Sal. See, so. Tate's sleeping better. For a limited time, casper.com savings. If you go there, you receive up to $200 off any mattress purchase of $2,000 or more. It's a pretty good deal. This special offer expires on February 20th, 2018. Go to com slash terms for more details. Back to Richard Jefferson. All right. Um, I'm going to save the calves toward the end so people can keep listening. That's smart. Um, <laughs> Luke Walton. Yeah. Your your best friend or one of your best friends?
2: Ah, oh,
0: jeez, he's way just, up there. Just one of my friends. One of, your one of my very many good many friends. friends. He was in the news. He's battling Levar Ball, or not battling Levar Ball. Seems to be battling him, and he's got to deal with that whole situation. And there was a point when I actually thought he might get fired. Like there were rumors and all this stuff. Yeah. Now they're playing really well. It seems like Luke Walton. We don't have to worry about Luke Walton anymore.
2: Well, you you always he understands because he lived in this market and played yeah. for this team. He understands. He had Phil Jack. He understands that once you take this job, it's every day. One day you're fired, one day you're not. One day you're fired, one day you're not. That's <laughs> part of it. I think for him and what is a is a more interesting note is what's been said recently where uh Lavar's talked about uh, Lonzo won't resign if his two boys don't play. So at first it was an attack on the coach. Right, and everyone was like, "Where's what? What, what does Genie Bus say? What does uh, you know, what what's um, Palinka say? What's Magic Johnson say?" And it was kind of like this weird. Well, if they're not backing him, this, and then all of a sudden, a couple of weeks later, he's now attacking management, right? And that's where I think the tides go not really. Good. No, it's like now, it's like it's different when you attack the coach and they have not played well, and you were like, "Oh, you know, he doesn't have a voice. Okay, you'll take that." But now, when you're saying like, "Oh, my son won't resign." If you don't sign his two brothers, now that you're attacking management, I think if anything, that to me should make the group bond a little bit stronger is like, hey, this wasn't just against Luke. This is actually Lonzo or this is LeVar versus the Lakers, you know, and I think that's the way it needs to be seen. And and hopefully that brings them together.
0: It would help if nobody just ran any of the LeVar quotes.
2: That's impossible.
0: If we embargoed him, it would be much better. I think we've (laughs) reached that point. I'll tell you what. The I personally sports, will the, not quick on those stories anymore. The, the
2: The sports world, like as I, I would include you and I, uh, we as sports Thank individuals, you. no problem. Um, we will get rid of all the balls if the entertainment world gets rid of all the Kardashians. How's that? That feels like a fair trade.
0: Interesting. I, I guess the difference is, LeVar seems like he's kind of unhinged. Like it's just not good for his son like at some point I have two kids at some point it's your job as a parent to put your kid in a a position to succeed right that's our goal as parents and if he's just causing drama with this kid with this structure that we have in basketball where everybody's selfless everybody's looking out for each other the team matters more than the player and then you have this crazy dude saying stuff all the time and kind of undermining that that's bad for his kid I, I'm going to say this. He's super intelligent, right? He he is
2: very intelligent. Uh, just I had one run in with him, and it was hilarious. So you
0: think he's a mastermind? I think you he's think a, he's I, Chris I, Jenner with a, with basketball jogging pants I, on. I,
2: I I think he's really intelligent, and what he's done, and what he's created. The um, is something that's very unique and is very special. Um, and so you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, where is this going to go? And we don't know, you know, where
0: it's going to go. His son, they're going to trade his son's ass to some small market team. Well, and and then and then Good maybe, luck. and maybe he'll have more control and more power. Maybe he'll yeah, get his two he'll sons, maybe the on. GM, yeah. So I, I
2: don't know, but it is the guy, is the guy like crazy? No, is he su- is he intelligent to the point where it's like, okay, we know you have power? Well, define crazy to me. Crazy means that you have no plan behind your behind your shenanigans. I think he has a plan. You know, think about this. I think this he whole,
0: thinks he has a plan. Well, the
2: plan has been working so far, from the sense of he did all of all of this conversation that ultimately led to the Lakers drafting him with the number two pick, right? Like when they had that
0: part. Yeah, the talent of his son, I guess, worked yeah, as part of the plan.
2: Yeah, and and again, you look at you look go back and look at the draft right now. Was he the second best player in the draft? Or was it was it the best pick for the Lakers? It's one of the best four. Yeah, it's one of the best four. And so yeah. you look at uh you look at Mitchell. Mitchell's at Mitchell's really, really good. Uh you that, lo- that's yeah. the
0: thing with this NBA draft is and you you went a little later than you have. Thirteen, should've. yeah. But like Mitchell, what do you he went I think he went thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, like Kobe what too. What are these guys watching all year? They all they're doing is sending scouts to these games and they just miss on Mitchell by I don't know. Six, seven, eight picks.
2: They just you you know you you just don't know how things are going to translate.
0: Talk, they talk themselves
2: out. Yeah, they talk themselves out, and you'd rather go with a name than to take a risk on a guy that might be a little bit unknown, but then has more talent. It's like even like Dennis Smith Jr. Like yeah. the Knicks. The Knicks went with Nicolina, I think this Frank. Frankie
0: We call him Frankie Nicotine at the yeah, ringer. Yeah, Frankie we can't Nicotine. Say his name.
2: So so you go with him. Good defender though. Uh, yeah, really good defender. But again, you don't typically take defenders in top tens. Right? Who is the best
0: rookie you saw this year?
2: bet donovan mitchell but like hands down like hands down it's impressive who do you remind you of i i don't see many because he's he's physically built yeah right like if you look at him he's like you know broad shoulders long arms he's got the body type that can go a long way right he's not very frail doesn't again i'm not putting anything on him but he just has the physicality that that it would take and you look at his athleticism here at six game sixty, he's windmill dunking. He's doing he all this stuff. He doesn't seem tired at all. He doesn't seem tired. Now he had a stretch there, and again, it was going to be tough for to the Jazz to do, you know, to to go through a whole season with a rookie leading you because there's going to be ups and downs, and that's expected, especially after you get
0: on team scatter reports. But he did. A, he, he he's he's the best rookie that I've seen. My Celtics have Tatum, who. If you catch him on the right night, you're like, "Holy shit, who is this guy? He's incredible." And then he's 19 years old, and then the next night, he he looks like Paul George to me. He like that if if, with a little Dr. J because he's got these really long arms. He does these swoop shots. Yeah. And he'll go, he'll he'll beat people to the left, but do the ready scoop on him? Yeah, I don't have that in my game. I don't, I really haven't seen it. The only yeah. one who could do it is Giannis, because
2: Giannis is an alien. Y- Giannis is an alien. But no, but that's what I'm saying. Tatum, to me, if you look at him, he's six foot nine, has a smooth handle, shoots the ball easy on pull-ups, on threes. Yeah. Like, he's one of those guys that, like, he looks like a, a reincarnation of Paul George, right? Like, yeah. you know, just, just, the game is so easy for him. So... The rookie class is really good, and I and Great I know, class. yeah, Simmons. You know, even though he was, you know, really a rookie, I last don't count year, him as a rookie. You don't. This is just,
0: I, he gets I, to I hang mean, out with that team for a whole year.
2: Yeah, it's the intriguing. same with Joel Embiid, and, and it's yeah. just like, oh, he's a rookie. He's like, yeah, you know, he he's been in the NBA environment for a long time. You're a
0: rookie when you're like in college, living in a dorm, playing 28 games, yeah. and now all of a sudden you're a professional athlete and on an NBA team it. with like 38 year old guys. I, agreed. That's when... You're really a rookie. I, I agree. I think it's an advantage. That's why I say Donovan Mitchell, to me, is Rookie of the Year. Who does Jamal Murray remind you of? Anybody you saw this century? <laughs> this Any, century? Anybody's game? Uh, like a... A smidge of Kerry Kittles it, it, he's you know someone else said that he,
2: he is it, he's too young he's too young right now and he's got too much he's not much fully his, formed he's not fully formed okay. He he's one of those guys that he played 40 minutes and then another 40 minutes and he's 20 years old playing 80 minutes in a back-to-back game the next night or the next three games he might he might be tired or fatigued so it's tough to really see who he's going to be I believe he's an all-star. I, I believe I that think I think you're right. I think him, I think he has a chance of being an all-star just because he's got an aggressive mental mental uh like mental focus. Um when he gets stronger and his body develops a little bit more, it'll allow him to play Eight to ten games at high levels versus like three to four, then a couple of game drop off, three yeah. to four. If you start to put together eight to ten stretches of twenty game, twenty points in a row, team goes eight and two over a ten game stretch, and your dame, he has that in him. Did you
0: bring him into the beach volleyball yoga scene yet or no? No,
2: no, but he's a. He's, Maybe he's summer. He's got some hippie stuff in him, too. He's a meditation guy. Uh oh. A really, really big meditation guy. He came on our podcast and talked about that, how he tries to meditate, even if it's like 10 or, you know, between 10 and 30 minutes before each game, where he just shuts everything off, turns off all of his phones, and just meditates. He learned that from his dad, who uh, they have a great relationship. Uh, his dad's a, a really, really good guy, too.
0: What was the best pod you did this season?
2: Best pod. Wow, I don't know what I don't even I don't know. I, I, well, I'll tell you, we had two. We had one with Will Barton uh, and Gary Harris came on the pod and we were talking about how the Phoenix Suns should send all of their their entire team to the G League after they lost by 50. And it ended up leading to a fight between him and Troy Daniels. Oh, that's right? what the that's reason what, that was? was the reason that's that was hilarious. that scuffle. And so at like so I'm sitting on the bench and they get into <laughs> it. And then Troy's sitting by, they're taking the ball out of bounds. And he's like, Richard, I heard what you said. And I'm like, I don't shut up on the bench. I'm like, what I say? I had no idea And then Gary Harris Came to the bench And he's like He heard us on the podcast Right (laughs) Or I heard about it On the podcast And I was just like Well Podcast I was like like, At that point in time I was like Oh okay And so I told him I was like Dude look It's no disrespect Any team that loses By 40 or 50 You're gonna get You're gonna get Some trash talk You know To you and I was like, dude, it's never an, a personal like Tyson Chandler's on that team. That's my guy. Yeah. Uh, Jared Dudley, you know, known him for years. It's not a personal attack. It's more of like, look, if you lose by 50 in anything, you be better be prepared for people to talk some trash about you in yeah. a respectful way. We're not calling out individuals saying this person sucks or that. We're just like, man, you lose by 50 on national television. Your whole team needs to be sent to the G League for a game. Right. right. Like that's that's funny. That's not that's not being disrespectful.
0: So that, how did that lead to the Will Bart- Barton thing? Well,
2: they got into a game, and all of a sudden he was like, "Oh, I'm in this all now." He, he's, I'm a lot, you know. So they were kind of going after, him. and Will had no idea why why this dude was so. So they kept getting more and more physical, and then finally they got into a little scuffle. And yeah. we like, he's just like, "Dude, I had no idea why he was so intense, and none of us did until he told Gary like that was messed up with what you, what you guys were saying on the pie." And so that's when we found out that it was like the podcast had just come out like two nights before. That's awesome. Yeah. So. So. What
0: what what other guys have gotten mad about podcast comments? Uh, do
2: you have a teammate get mad? No, we we try and protect our guys. Like really and truly, we we we're not in it for like the clickbait. We're not in it for that. We're yeah, in but it But sometimes you get comfortable and you share some. We do a lot of edits. We do a lot of edits. I'll tell people sweat. that because we want you know if we're gonna be drinking wine, hanging out, and talking, you want guys to be able to. Uh, feel relaxed but then you can go back and it's like okay let's take this out or let's add let's make sure that this is at this point more to protect guys if we're going to give you this unfiltered content yeah then we have to be able to make sure that guys don't feel like we're going to expose them if they make a mistake cause, because their guard is on the
0: opposite if you say anything you regret we're, we're putting 100 it it's gonna, gonna, be gonna be a headline on the ringer no yeah, we yeah. did the same thing that's why i love podcasts because you know you know, yeah. some some part might get boring, or yeah. somebody might say something, and then they'll afterwards go, eh, you "Yeah, you know that one thing I said about how, you know, Carrie Kittles was actually a terrible teammate. We should take that out." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and then it's like, "All right, cool."
2: Yeah, no, and it it, it is. I I love this form. Uh, it's it's given so many people a voice. Um, you know, road trip and podcast subscribe. Uh, it's given so many people a voice that that typically are guarded. I'm right? surprised
0: you stayed with with uh affiliated with lebron you're not teammates anymore well you should have been way more spiteful i think you know what i don't blame him you know i look he's, at i i would blame him he's the gm he what who do you think's the gm it's not kobe altman kobe altman is an <laughs> actor they hired to pretend to be the gm as lebron makes all the moves that's well, my theory well
2: i don't think no i'm I, wrong I, I i can't prove you yeah, wrong. yeah you can't yeah nobody i, can prove I can't me wrong. i can't prove you wrong but i will say this um, you know, there was a, a a little bit of a narrative going around that you know LeBron is the GM and this and that. And I'll tell you this: I've seen Tim Duncan go to the back of the plane and talk to Pop about who they should possibly bring in or things that are being offered. I've seen that. really, yeah, I've I've seen it. And was there wine involved? I don't know if there was wine involved. Maybe that night. Yeah. But I say it from a standpoint of of this is that when you are a great player, yeah. and you are bringing so much to the table. Your input should, you're, you know, he's, he's a, more than just a guy that scores points in this. Like, he has a high basketball IQ, so you should you should ask him. Now, he shouldn't be the deciding factor. You shouldn't do things just for him or this, but you should definitely get his opinion. You'd be I silly to not get someone totally who's got that much intelligence, that much weight, and be like, hey, what do you think about this? Because at the end of the day, you know, like Bill Parcells said, you know, right, if you want me to cook the meal, I should be able to pick a little bit of the groceries. Well, he's going to be, he's going to be, you know, cooking the meal, So you should be able to get a little bit
0: of his input. It's like the Chris Rock, the joke about the... When the, chi- the chicken, how the dad gets the biggest piece of chicken? Oh yeah! When the chicken comes in, it's like I'm Bron- gonna take that piece. Yeah, Bron gets a big piece of chicken, the biggest piece he, of chicken, and, 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 and so we, he traded you. is basically our
2: yeah, it's really you know it was between me, <laughs> me and D-Wade. He brought, didn't he brought D Wade. I not understand. what D- happened? Well, it was like you know it's like he brought his friend D Wade in. For, you know, it was like they had like a big boy sleepover. They had a big boy sleepover for a couple of months, and it was just good for them to catch up. Yeah,
0: look how that worked yeah.
2: out. <laughs> well, it worked out great. They I'm in Denver, and D Wade is back. I wouldn't say dumped in in Miami. They D Wade. Is happy re- to be
0: re- him.
1: Yeah,
2: they, rerouted him. He is happy to be where he is right now, and that's the thing. Is like you know we're all professionals here. Is even Channing Fry, <laughs> Channing Fry is now with the Lakers, and we, we, you know there's no animosity. Look, we won a championship. We went to two finals. Like we did our job. We did something that we won the championship. Yeah, you know that 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 Cleveland had been hungry for. That a lot of players, LeBron, and his legacy after winning that championship, had never been stronger, right? Like his, what he accomplished had never been done in sports. He took his hometown team to a championship, Came, or, or, you know, had them on his back, left, came back and said, we're going to win a championship, and did it. Yeah. Right. And so the guys that helped him accomplish he rope that roped Draymond goal, in a
0: punch him in the nuts, 100 percent.
2: And it was so easy was one to of the smartest things I've ever so seen. It's so easy to rope Draymond so into it, considering he had a history Secure of it. my nuts. Punch yeah, please, him, please. Punch him.
0: Just give him a little swat.
2: Don't forget, Draymond played in the last two games. So, I'm I just know. Saying, so you know, I, I just say it from a standpoint of like, there's no animosity. I was I owe so much to him for leading us there. Right. And so we're not
0: going to see your ring on eBay. No, 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 no. That okay. ring, I, yeah. I,
2: I look at the ring like probably like once or twice a week. Just look at it and, you know, put it back away. It's gigantic, right? It is gigantic. And
0: there'll never be a place where I can actually wear it, but I cannot wait for it. Let's take a break. Hey, I remember working with Simply Safe when they had 10 employees. I didn't know they had 10 employees. It seemed like they had more, but man, they were, they were making it happen. I've watched them transform into the fastest growing home security in the nation, protecting over 2 million people. Now, they've re- just released their brand new home security system, the all new Simply Safe, completely rebuilt and redesigned. They've added new safeguards to protect against power outages, down Wi Fi, cut landlines, bats, hammers, everything in between. The all new Simply Safe, redesigned to be practically invisible with sensors so small you can blanket your home in protection and never notice. But you know who will notice? Oh, yeah, intruders. Even better, this new system goes for the same fair and honest price 24/7 protection for only $15 a month no contracts smaller faster stronger than anything they've ever built and guess what supply is limited visit simplysafebs.com right now to order that is simply safe with two eyes simplysafebs.com if lebron hadn't won a title in 2016 would it have been impossible for him to ever leave Cleveland?
2: No, you know he he's a he's a a grown man. He can do whatever he wants. That I, I'm
0: I don't not. Think he, I don't think he could. leave. After all the stuff he said and did in 2014, I don't know how he leaves without the title.
2: No, I I think for him, like he is such a a, a hyper focused person that it would it would be like nails on a on a chalkboard for him to not get. There's never been anything that he's wanted to accomplish that he hasn't. Right. And so for him to say that he wants to win a championship for the city of Cleveland, where he like he grew up in Akron, but it's just like that was a team. You know, he was a number one pick. He would like the the whole city hadn't won a championship in 50 plus years. He grew up watching, you know, you know, the fumble. He grew up watching, you know, Michael Jordan shot. So for him, it was like he felt all of this on him and he still went out and accomplished it. So, yeah, now. Dude can do whatever he wants well know?
0: except for space jam 2 which they've had the rights for for five years every time somebody writes a story about his company it's like and they're developing space jam 2 it's like they've had that for five years how hard is it to write a space jam 2 script you got to do it you i gotta, can do it this weekend
2: you got it you got to get on, bill, you got to get bill murray in it that that's step one the cartoons you know it's whatever well i've um,
0: heard uh that jordan is the guy they have to talk to be in it
2: yeah, you gotta get you gotta get MJ to do some sort of cameo. You're not in the Uncle Drew movie, are you? No, I no. Don't I do not know how you didn't it, get asked. It, but you know what? It's probably because it's too lifelike. I look like <laughs> I look like one of the old guys out there playing basketball, so they wouldn't have to do too just much put makeup. Like a
0: like a little gray thing on you. Yeah, I
2: actually just let my hair grow out, and it would grow out look like I would I look like Kyrie Uncle Drew. was your guy though. Kyrie is my guy. Could have snuck you into a scene. No, no, no. That's not me. I'm not Hollywood like that. That
0: you know, you look at, you're it, at Hollywood. You come here every every summer and you play beach volleyball and yoga. The, What's the, more Hollywood the, than that? That's
2: not Hollywood. Hollywood is like the scene. I, that's not my style. You're SoCal beach scene. I'm SoCal beach scene. Yeah, I'm more flip flops and like bro tanks all day.
0: So you're gonna. Here's my prediction. Knowing nothing, I you're gonna end it. I think whenever it ends, you'll have the one last year in LA. Uh Okay.
2: Have you talked to Magic or them? Not.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll make a call to Levar right yeah, now. Please. I'll see if I can get you in. Please. Even if even if it Levar just, gets me. be my, I need my two sons and Richard Jefferson. I'm just
2: gonna say I was born in Los Angeles. So so, it here. so maybe five maybe, years from now, maybe you know we can you know you know he can claim me as one of his sons, you know, and I can be the the fourth ball. You can
0: hyphenate your name?
2: <laughs> hyphenate my name? Yeah, I think
0: that would go well. You know, well. I gotta say the Clippers would be a fun team to join. At some point because I actually like some of the moves they've made. They kicked the Celtics ass this week. And they and they're kinda tough. Like Harold's tough. Jordan's tough. They, they there's a feistiness now and they don't even have Beverly yet. I like how they reinvented their team. They needed to get rid of the old era, the, the, yeah, you gotta
2: sometimes, sometimes you, you just gotta move on. Sometimes you gotta move on, and so uh, Lawrence Frank, who uh is their president, I believe, over there, yeah, and, and so he was my coach, uh, my first you know six or seven years in the NBA. Uh, he, he's done a good job over there, and, and again, you, everything looks great that first couple of months, true, right? And then it's like, okay, you know, how is the next two years pan out? Well, that's
0: funny with the Cavs thing, they made that trade, they play the Celtics, who are really not playing well. Yeah. And they look great. Then they play well against OKC, who can look like dog shit against anybody. Now Mm -hmm. everybody's like, the Cavs, they're back. They won the trades. It's like, it's been two games. It's the NBA.
2: And that was the thing. That's the same team that won 15, 15 out of 16, I think, or 18 out of 19, you know, the Cavs did. And so you don't know. You just have to wait and see how it's going to go. You know, I, I look at it now, if you were to look back at it on when the trade really happened, you basically now traded Kyrie uh myself and Channing Fry for uh the Brooklyn pick for uh George Hill um for Hood. Clarkson Hood, yeah. and Larry Nance right so now if you looked at it if you looked at it now and say like yes there was multiple transactions but you're saying like this is what we got for what we gave up in, you
0: know at the trade deadline to got a kind of crazy amount of money though yeah I mean, they're they're if LeBron resigns next year, they're ta- they're with the tax that's like three hundred million. Do you know how much money? Is, do you
2: know how much money LeBron do you know how much, makes?
0: How much for, money for the LeBron. organization? Oh, I know, but three hundred million is a lot for one season. That's yeah, unprecedented. Yeah, it, yeah, they
1: got to
2: get out of that. That, but see, that's why you know again the owners and you look at. Um, even the players association, we were trying to get away from this repeater tax penalty because it just, it just kills your flexibility. Were you involved in that? No, I'm not, but I'm going to the meeting. No, no, I'm not. I'm not
0: involved. I thought the biggest mistake they made was when they made the new CBA and they just made the cap jump that one year. Yeah, we cuz the league was like why don't we do it in increments over the course of 3 we years. We should have done that. that and, was stupid. And, and again in hindsight cuz now we, these guys the free agents this year are going to get screwed.
2: Well, we, we the market was killed because the deals were for 4 years and now all of a sudden like no there, there's no cap space because you sign these deals. But again, it was like when they said it, we looked at it from a standpoint of like, you guys are just trying to hold on to the money. And every year you guys are going to make money just holding on to it. And we we're like, no, you guys need to disperse this money. And 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 so, you know, we don't ever really trust the owners. Uh, yeah. And, and I think so, in
0: that case, Adam, Adam Silver, even in the moment, seemed pretty genuine about it. He's like, look, yeah, this is we should do it this way. This is going to be bad. And it, for and, two and, years and and it
2: was and yeah. it really was. You had a crazy amount of spending for two years. And good for the guys that cashed in. Good for the guys that were able to get that money when they did. As players, we should never compare ourselves, right? You know, like, well, if he's getting this, it's like, look, like, yeah, but it's
0: it's human nature, though.
2: Yes, but you have to fight human nature when you're on a team. Well, it was more of when you started to see guys be like, oh, well, this person's worth this, and I'm only worth that. And it's like, no, well, you signed a contract three years ago. This person signed a contract today. Like, when you come up you're going to be worth X. And it, it's just like a never ending cycle. So we made him I, in my opinion, I think we made a mistake and I think other people in hindsight now, like on our side would say we made a
0: mistake because it really did kill the market for years. We, when you were on my podcast last time we see, I, I think I'd rather have Kyrie than all the stuff Cleveland got. Cause he's Kyrie yeah. and he's, there's nine guys that really matter above all the other guys yeah. and guys you'd want in the big games. And we talked about this uh, in August, like why Kyrie was underrated. And then Kyrie goes to Boston and he's awesome and people are like oh shit Kyrie oh he can carry his own team it's like where the fuck was everybody the last 5 years do you do you have league pass Kyrie special Kyrie he is
2: you know he's one of the top you know ten players in this league, but he's what people are saying he's one of the top five talents in this league. Like what he can do, and and again I, I think it was such a great situation. I think for Kyrie to have the amount of young guys that he does on his team that definitely look up to him. Um, and this is not I, I'm speaking it from an outsider. I, I don't know, yeah. but I think Brad Stevens is another guy that just is so so good. He implements he a system perfect. Yeah, he implements a system, and the guys. And this is why you look at Pop, you look at him. Um, you look at what's what I think in Miami with Spolstra has consistently those are and even Utah think about yeah. what Utah lost and not having Gobert for so much time and they have a rookie leading them in scoring they've won 11 in a row yeah the beginning thirty. 30- 40 games of their season was a struggle. But if you stay focused and you keep discipline and you keep a, an approach of professionalism, eventually it'll turn a corner and they've turned a corner and maybe they don't make the playoffs, but ultimately they have so much more to build on going into next season and into their future. There's so many franchises that player development is awful. It's poor, right. you know, their execution of of contracts and just trying to shuffle players, hoping that something clicks. There, there's about four franchises, five franchises. San Antonio. I, I look at Golden State being one of them. Um, you know, Denver because they've had to go so young and have built up. Denver is another one. Um, but Miami and 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 Boston are definitely. You know, those are the the franchises that you look at. That like, look if we need to do this, this is you, you know Utah's one. This is stability.
0: When I saw you, when did we do that, Tommy? August. Come on, Tommy. Get on it. Come on, Tommy. Wake up, Tommy. Tommy looks yeah, like he was at September. a party last night.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Tommy's, look like Tommy's like looking rough. rough <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: When I saw you, we neither of us really 100% knew why Kyrie wanted to get traded. Yes. And what I had heard was that, and now it's been reported, so my info was right, that he found out he had been shopped at the end of June in this big mm. three. It was a three-team. I heard it was a four-team, mm. and that made him mad, but- the more people I've talked to, it seems like there were multiple pieces to it. And one was that, you know, Durant said this when we did a podcast. I can't remember when. And we was just like, you know, he just wants stability. He just wants to hoop. Yeah. And that's all he wants to do. And he didn't want the circus that goes around. Is LeBron staying? Is he going? What's going to happen this year? And he's just like, I just want to go over there and play basketball. So that was one piece. The people that I know in Boston... Um, who are affiliated with the team have been shocked by what, like, what an alpha dog Kyrie's been behind the scenes. They said yeah. he, they remind him, he reminds them a lot of KG, mm-hmm. and th- and they all think he wanted his own team because that's just how he's wired, and he was tired of being like the little brother to LeBron. So that's another thing. Um, and then obviously hearing he get traded, what what do you think now that now that we've had some time pass? Why do you think he wanted out?
2: I don't I don't know. You still I, don't know. I, I, well, I, I'm saying it's like everything that you've said makes sense. Right. Um, he he has a, a lot of alpha dog in him. Um, you, you can tell his greatness is no different than, you know, the Shaq and Kobe. You know, right. uh, Kobe just wanted to prove that it, what he wasn't just Shaq's little brother. Like, And I'm not trying to compare the two. It's just more of looking in looking at something that could be somewhat relatable in the two situations.
0: You, can, we, can we say it was a really good career move by Kyrie? Because he got his title already. Now he has his own team. Yeah, but it's funny you he's say the that. the face you, of an but, organization. But you say that
2: it's like he's got his title already. It's like Kobe, you can make, it's easier to make these decisions when you've got three three right. championships. It's easy to make this decision once you've won a championship and hit a game-winning shot. Now you're like, okay, well, I got that out of the way. Let me go do now this. Now I want to be well, the guy. But, but, but part of it is like, well, how did you get that done? Yep. Right. How did you get that championship done? And it was like, you know, that's something that, you know, you need to continue to look at. And but look, Ky- Kyrie is again, he is a special talent. He's not even in the prime of his career yet. Uh, you know, and he's and he's such a forward thinker on and off the court that if that's what he wants and it again. He is this is the thing that I think is most fortunate for Kyrie is that he went to Boston and into that like yeah. stable system and a high level coach, you know, even going to a San Antonio or even going to, you know, some place where there is a, a, you know, a consistency around him. I, I, I think it, it is something that definitely helped him. That that's helping him. He was going to be one of the best players on the planet, regardless of wherever the hell he went. But I think allowing him to go to a place like that put him in a position to be successful.
0: Well, I don't need to tell team. you this, but I would say I watched him on the Cavs these last few years, seeing TNT games, yeah. playoff games, league pass, like bouncing around, but not really watching him. Now yeah. he's on my team. And just night after night watching that dude. It's he's, absurd.
2: He's fucking incredible. Yeah, it's a, like it's absurd. Like,
0: he, he's in first quarter, he'll always he'll dust somebody once just to show the guy. Yeah. Just just remember I can do this. And then he'll kind of pick his spots. And he and he just has this innate instinct on at any time he can get his shot. Yeah, and, and that's one. his handle, I've never seen anything like no, it. No, he's got
2: he's got the probably, Boston
0: fans are going nuts. Like they, they're probably in the got stands he's going probably crazy. got
2: top two handle of all time. And, and and I remember my teammates were sitting on the bench and he blew by somebody and made a layup. And one of our young guys on the bench goes, "Is he really that quick?" And I'm like, "Wait, you think that all that handle stuff like." Yes, he's fast too. Like, that's the thing. It's not just a handle, it's not just the threat that he'll shoot and make from anywhere and can make any shot over anyone. It's he's also quick. Yeah. Like it's like, no, there's there a combination of things that make him so over the top special that it's just like you pick your poison. Like if you try and get into his body, he's gonna blow right by you. If you try and play off him a little bit so he can't get his jumper, he's gonna make you dance until he finds an angle. And if you back up, he'll shoot the ball from anywhere. That leads to a real problem for defenses. And and, and Kyrie has done a much uh a much better job in Boston because that wasn't his role. His role was just to go score. We're gonna toss you that ball when you get that ball in your hands because LeBron was a point guard a lot. Is like when you get the ball in your hands, go go score, go be aggressive. And so I think in Boston he he takes on more of that role as like a a playmaker and as a game manager.
0: What's been what I didn't expect because Bird was like this in the eighties, where he he does these little challenge. He makes things more difficult for himself during the game. Yeah, like if he's going in for a layup and there's a big guy coming, he just get the layup but he'll be like, no, I'm going to actually do this and do this double pump underneath yeah. left the grade just to see if he can make it. Yeah. Well, and we haven't had a guy like that in 30 years where he's like, I'm just for my own entertainment. I'm going to try this move, but it's like the third quarter of a basketball game. That's been told of us. Yeah.
2: He kept doing these that's things. Crazy. He kept doing that. And then looking at our bench and laughing at me. Right. <laughs> and I just like, if my teammates are looking at me, I'm like, I don't, what do you want me to do? Like you yeah. guys are the ones out there. Yeah, trying he's to guard him. The Denver game. Yeah. 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 He, he was really good. Like, uh, you know, we came back. We had it. We had uh, we had a chance to get him. Uh, but you know, look, look Ky- Kyrie. You know, I, I'm excited for the future uh, for him and to see what he can accomplish in, in Boston. And you know, I, I so think when he, there's a
0: divorce, somebody has to pick sides. Like if I had a if my wife and I are going out with a couple all the time, yeah. And then they get divorced, at some point you gravitate toward one of the two sides. So what side did you have you gravitated to eight months later? Eight months later, I Who do I've, you text more? Eight months later, I've left them both.
2: <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you can't pick one, then if you can't pick one, then I'm out. Right? Like I'm not there's no it's like LeBron, I love you, you got me booted. Kyrie, he's gone. You got me booted. Uh you know, say so it's like it's like look, like the 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 like you said in that comparison of of the couples, it was just like, hey, your your strength was as a couple for me, right? Now that yeah. you guys are, you know, separate, it's like I've got to
0: go find another couple. You were <laughs> semi excited when Dwayne Wade got sent to Miami. You were who? like, see what you get, LeBron. No, who who I was excited? Yeah, you a little no, excited. No,
2: no. The day that I saw that, I called my agent and I was like, This seems off right now because we are at a roster spot and I looked at the point guard situation and I was like Something yeah. seems, something seems a bit off. And no, it, it was, you know, the, the, I knew the day he got there that I was one of the people on the chopping block. And yes, it went through all the way to like the last day of training camp, because I think they were still trying to make some moves. uh. But I knew. So even though it was kind of a surprise to people here, people there, uh, the media a little bit and the fans, like I knew right away. So there was that communication. And so uh, I still put me in a tough spot. Uh, because I felt like I I held up my end of the bargain uh,
0: for my two years there. But, you know, it's a sports. Let's take a break. I want to talk about Norma Tech. So my daughter, who grew like six inches in the last eight to nine months, and her legs were bugging her, and I was worried about her knees, and she plays a lot of soccer, and she was playing basketball this winter for her school, and her legs were just sore and tired. So my buddy Sully, the MVP of my wedding in 2003, told me about Normatec, which they it's basically you put your legs in these giant pads and they do this dynamic compression thing designed for recovery and rehab where it basically compresses on your legs, relaxes, compression, relaxes. It's the patented pulse inflation technology. Um, imagine rolling up a toothpaste as you get to the end of the tube and then it releases. So it's basically an at-home massage, inflation pulsing. Um, works similar to the kneading done by a physical therapist. What's cool is it's easy to use at home or on the road. Easy to keep clean. You can carry it around in a suitcase. You can take it on the road. If you have like a soccer tournament, wherever, you can use it. Uh, used by all the professional teams in the U.S., pretty much all Division One, Two, II, and Three colleges, universities, U.S. military, national governing bodies. Check it out at Norma Tech Recovery. So that is Norma, uh, N-O-R-M-A, Tech, T-E-C, recovery.com check it out all right your partner Allie is with us hello are you you hung over from last night i'm not <laughs> okay i'm hung
1: over from the travel. tommy's
0: are you hung over from the fumes coming off tommy <laughs> tommy how late were you out last night oh 430? Wow. in la that's hard to do <laughs> jesus uber's been great for tommy good for you <laughs> so how long have you guys done the podcast together
1: uh we just passed the year mark in january
0: yeah Yeah. And what's it like with, I mean, Channing comes on, right?
2: Well, Channing was doing it with with Allie. Yeah.
1: Since we're in LA, I actually talked to Channing last night, and he said that the young guys in the Lakers have been asking about the podcast, and he was like, if I can get someone to help me with the levels, the audio.
0: Have we talked to Channing? Tommy, get on that. (laughs) Have have like a a detox juice.
2: (laughs) Are you are you gonna are are you gonna steal more of the uninterrupted? (laughs) Are you gonna steal? Are you gonna steal more of the uninterrupted? JJ was a free
0: agent. There was no stealing. But
2: JJ had you know Chronicles of Riddick, which I thought was a great name, or uh, of Riddick was uh, was a great name, and then he stopped doing it. And he stopped doing it. He did one, and then you stole
0: him. There was no, there was no stealing. I promise you. I don't know. I'm going I'm to be diplomatic on this one, but I, I promise I you there's no be stealing. <laughs> I would prefer you to be honest. I prefer you to be honest. If somebody has a good podcast and is not doing it anymore, yeah, you're going to go approach them. Yeah, or they'll approach somebody you. Somebody we know anyway. Yeah, like, if, hey, are you going to do a podcast? Can I do it with you? Great, let's do it.
1: it's yeah. just smart. Yeah, yeah. It's just you being smart. Yeah. The, the but, thing but, with, don't,
0: but don't take chanting from us. Not I will Cheney. not let you take Channing. <laughs> Tommy's really good friends with Channing. Oh, Tommy. T- channing might be an official courting. We might that one you, that might Tommy. be a theft. Yeah, Chan- channing. Channing, is- if you're listening. Um so how many years have you been on the sidelines for the Cavs?
1: Six. This is sixth year.
0: Is this the weirdest of the six?
1: Um Yeah. I, I think that's fair <laughs> to say. Yeah. Now it is. How yeah. many
0: players have they had this year? Twenty?
1: <laughs> um yeah. I think at the beginning of the season, I was learning seven new guys, seven new faces, and then mid-season we get rid of six and add four. So yeah, that is pretty crazy. How
0: depressing was it on on the court during when it really started to slip away there those that last three weeks? Yeah, that, yeah, that was very that real. seemed like about. Were you watching that from afar? I, I
2: watched. I watched. I think it was in. I think maybe it was them in San Antonio. And it was just the lack of enthusiasm, which yeah. just,
0: it was. They just seemed broken.
2: It, it, yeah. It, it, they had to do something. And 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 for that, you got to give Kobe a lot of credit because they did do something. Yeah. Right. Because he, he, the term that he used, marching towards a slow death, was very, very accurate because that's what it looked like. Um, and you believe that
0: they could turn it on, but still, they would look like it was a slow death. The most shocking thing to me was LeBron had kind of checked out. And I'd never seen him check out, I don't think, in 15 years where he just looked like he was so unhappy he didn't want to be in the court.
1: I think he was being challenged because when it comes to LeBron, it's about the joy of the game, first and foremost. Yeah. And so I think that mentality had to shift. And so it appeared as if, you know, in years past, Richard, when you were there and things were going south, there was still that feeling that you guys were going to figure it out. And that really wasn't the case. The narrative became so much more, I think, in this situation, but it really was fit. Yeah. And it wasn't going right on the court. And so he had to kind of find a different way to find that joy. And so it just kind of felt like he was, he wasn't, but it felt like he was going through the motions until something changed. Yeah. You know? I well, that was I- the
0: best thing about that trade is like they basically got LeBron back as part of the, yeah. <laughs> all those trades. It's like, and we have LeBron, he's engaged again. Think about,
1: there's nothing fun to losing. No no. no no nothing
0: no i i wish i
2: wish i could go through the motions and go for 28 9 and 12 i no. wish i wish that but his either,
1: numbers slipped no no i yeah.
2: I, I know but, but he slipped on d yeah too. but but, but numbers slip too when you're getting blown out by 40 and not playing in, in the fourth quarter true right like that you know when you're not playing those games but I, I i think you you have a very very valid point if you don't have that joy and for braun you know there is no such thing as a as a perfect player or a perfect leader. But one thing that you can say is that every day for him, it's just about winning and enjoying the game.
0: What was the locker room like after, like during that three week when it got really weird? Um, Which is what was it like in there when when a team's like obviously that unhappy, and then people have to go in and talk to them about it? I imagine that be position, super awkward.
1: Yeah, well, for my for my position, you want to remain the same person that you've always been. Yeah, right. Um, but you you didn't really ever know what kind of atmosphere or environment you were going to walk into. I felt like, you know, what kind of mood he first and foremost was going to be, how he was going to handle the media, you know, what narrative he was going to chose to choose to kind of put out there. Yeah. Um, but what you saw in the court is, I think, without a doubt, what you felt in the locker room.
0: And then guys are just – and they're like, oh, there's Isaiah. Maybe he'll say something. And then he does. <laughs> and he does. And he, does. <laughs> he, and he says something. It's like, whoa, what? now I'm going to run over to this guy. Hey, Isaiah just said this. And yeah, all just that's, goes. Big, that's big in the locker room. Yeah. To him,
1: though. I, we've talked about this a lot. He was out for what? Seven, nine, ten – that's that, a lot. Yeah, that's
2: not – and then to be thrust into the – you're going to LeBron and championships and finals. And it wasn't – I don't –
1: There was no grease. No, yeah, yeah,
0: you. There was none. There was none. Listen, I watched that dude the last two and a half years before this year. He was not even not even close to that. And that's the thing. I have no idea why he came back. Well, he He came back. He he had no lift at all. No lift, the explosion, and all these things. He's five seven. You can't be five seven and well, not have lift, and be somebody that's part of going it, to the
2: basket. Part of it is trying to prove that you deserve this big contract,
0: showing people that you're actually healthy. I know, but play. the Cavs gotta shut that down until he's healthy. I think they made a real mistake.
2: Or what you do is you just manage someone for like, hey, I don't care. You're gonna play twenty minutes until your strength builds up. That's it. Twenty minutes. It was minutes, sad to watch. You know, him. and and you watch mm-hmm. it, and you could see the frustration on him because he was trying to be that person. Um, um, and you know it's it was unfair to him to put him in that position from I think a team standpoint. But on the flip side of it, it was like did he handle that adversity as well as he could have? No, he handled, yeah. he handled it. You know? He handled it terribly. Yeah, and but
0: so- you know I think part of it he's this five seven guy who his whole life he's been the underdog, big yeah. rational confidence, chest out at all times. Yeah. So he hit some adversity. He's not going to be like, oh, he's he's going to do this and stick his chest out. But also the situation, he, on came, that team.
1: The situation he came into was not an underdog situation. When has LeBron ever been an underdog? Until the finals when he lost both his two guns that first year back in Cleveland. Right. You know, yeah. so the situation for Isaiah, despite being an underdog his entire life, he didn't come into that, that mold of kind of being able to continue to play that guy.
0: Well, he was the underdog in the sense of, he just wasn't playing well and people were doubting him and he's like been doubted his whole yeah. life yeah. and yeah. he's like, no, no, no. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's really tough, man. When you're five, seven and you lose your legs, I don't know what's left.
2: Yeah. Well, I think, I think his legs will come back. I think it's so just, too. It just, it takes, you Time. can't miss that much, have that type of energy, basically not playing basketball whatsoever not doing anything and then building it up over a couple of months and then hey you're gonna play ten national televised games. Like you're gonna be there's no place for you to kind of with social media picking yeah, you apart every day and, 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 and you know and media, mass media, you know, uh, you know, focus on everything that goes on. So you
1: He's know was up th- against time.
2: Yeah, it
0: was.
1: You call it what it is too. Yeah. Well, well the other thing time.
0: is when he was in Boston, the way he played was was really I don't almost reckless. Like he was just barreling to the basket and bouncing off these seven footers and Mm -hmm. going on the basket support. And, um, I was always terrified. I always thought he was going to break his wrist or, you know, and now he's coming back from an injury and he can't really play that way either. He's not careening off people, which was part of his game. Part of his game was like, I'm going flying into you. I'm going to hold you off with my right arm. Do some crazy, finish, yeah, yeah, and he just wasn't doing that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I think he's going to be an interesting free agent guy this year if he can get his legs back. What uh, what'd you see from Wade? Because um, I had always heard Wade and LeBron together that, that that was kind of like these guys are over here and everyone else is over here. Did you see that?
1: Um, I, I heard that narrative um initially as well, and then you kind of saw it develop. And I think what I saw a lot of is the two kind of playing off one another there one another, their leadership styles. I find it to be very intriguing how they're able to coexist. And Dwayne, what's he,
0: intriguing about it?
1: He picked his time given he knew the situation that he came into. Yeah. He wasn't going to come in and be that vocal guy and, and run all over everyone. He chose to use his voice in a way that he was teaching you. He was motivating you. Um, but he kind of bounced off LeBron. He had that, that pulse of Bron. And so he would come into huddles and know when to speak, what to say. Mm. And I felt that was valuable to this team.
0: So you think he was a, a positive?
1: Oh, yeah. I think he was thanks, definitely
0: thanks, a
1: positive. Thanks, Allie. Thanks. Yeah. No, interesting. You know my take, oh, <laughs> you know <laughs> <to> take <laughs> on you. Thanks, Allie.
2: Yeah. So once he got Richard out of there, I think it was a <laughs> real a positive Famer.
1: You can't say that that guy's going to come in and not have a purpose. He's not no, going to try to maximize I'm, his but time. But at the
0: same time, though, like the and aging sh- superstar is always dangerous. The what I'm saying? The, the aging superstar.
1: He was never a distraction to the team. He, no. Good. He was not. Good I can that. Say, actually he may have been a distraction from a standpoint that him and Channing became very close. Oh. And so <laughs> is Bron, that true? Bron, uh, it was so funny. He, he <laughs> gave him
0: shit on, Insta, on Instagram or something yesterday. Oh, Channing got, had this weightlifting thing. Yeah. And oh, I, I, their relationship weighed,
1: is so much fun. Uh, I'll Sorry, ta- Richard.
2: I'll, no, no, thanks. I appreciate <laughs> this it. Really, I've this known Channing getting since getting I was 14, though. but thanks. <laughs> I will say this. Anybody that plays with Channing, <laughs> You can't play like he is not a normal human being. Yeah, in the sense that like he is so off the wall, funny and goofy. So uh, I I t- I actually talked to Channing today, and I I I was like, hey man, what's up? I was like, where are you at? He's like, oh, I'm in. I'm Cleveland. like, Tommy, it's four yeah, thirty like, yeah, in the morning because <laughs> I'm in Cleveland, and I was like, yo, I've been having this really bad ad problem, right? And I was like, so what's going on? He's like, so I go see the doctor, and the doctor's sitting outside the room, and he's like talking, looking super serious, and he's like, you know. Hey Doc, what's going on? Why the gloomy face? Are and you th-
1: breaking news right now? No, he's got to have surgery. Okay.
2: Oh, so he's got like appendicitis. He's got appendicitis. Uh, has have his appendix taken out? And I'm wow, like, dude, breaking and news. so I say this, and I'm like, dude, what are you nine years old? <laughs> How do you have, to have your So He's dying laughing. He's like, oh, this is really, really great too. It's gonna suck because it's like I gotta sit here for like a week, and I'm gonna just stuck in Cleveland because he's waiting on his, his uh, baby to be born. So yeah. do any day. And so he's like, I gotta have this, and I gotta sit here for like a week. And then it's like another two weeks, and then blah blah. blah. And I was like, so you're pretty much saying your season's over? He's like, yeah, my season's <laughs> over. Yeah, this is this is awful.
0: So I thought he could be a buyout guy potentially.
2: Well, yeah, I think he, I I think he can. It just depends on what he wants. I think for him, it's just it's that okay. Do I want to stay here? Like he's got Luke, he's got tons of guys in, in on that Laker organization that he's familiar with, and he's a great. He, he's he's got to be top two or three locker room guys, I would say of all time, uh, just because everyone that comes in, is yeah. just like, who is this guy? And he, he, he who never lets you down. Who are
0: the hall of fame locker room guys that you've heard of? Hall of Maybe fame. Maybe even guys you didn't play with, just you've heard rumors that they were like the best locker room dudes. Uh,
2: T Lou was one of them. Yeah. Uh,
0: T Lou was one was of the like guys. KT I, had I
2: had him, yeah. I had
0: him in Milwaukee.
2: Um, uh, he was really, really funny. Uh, and it's funny cause him and D Jones, uh, Damon Jones, we're both kind of like... Heard that about D. Jones. But yeah, just just what they bring, the everyday consistency. Everyone
0: I, said P.J. Brown was always a great
2: one. See, I never I never had P.J. Brown. David
0: West gets a lot of credit for a being lot, a great one. You know,
2: yeah, Ch- James Jones is definitely... James Jones,
0: James
2: yeah. Jones, he's like 52 and still in the league. Hey, we're the, <laughs> no, you know, so, so it's like, I would say the guys that I've been around, James Jones is amazing. Braun raves about him. Uh, but T. Lou, from a humor standpoint... And D Jones from a humor standpoint and a hype standpoint, uh, those guys were. Eddie were House really, really...
0: was another one. The Celtics had him and he yeah. was
2: I play with Eddie. And because you just you you want those guys that are just so energetic that bounce off the walls but are still professional. And so it's like even when you're kinda you talked about those moments where you're kind of dragging ass a little bit. Yeah. But then you have this guy bouncing off the walls. It's like, come on, what are we doing? And you're just like, Okay. But Channing is just somebody you just don't understand what he's going to say or what goes through his brain at any point in time. Sign off. Yeah! Oh, yeah!
1: He, when he got was, traded. When he gets traded, guys.
2: Like, yeah. So Cleveland, thank you, Bob. It's been a pleasure. I love everything for the organization. Oh, and don't go zero for six, or they're gonna trade your ass. <laughs> like that, that, that's the, that's that was his sign off after he got that's traded, phenomenal. right? And it's like all the things that he's been through, and for him to still have a sense of humor in that moment, uh, I think it just lets you know everything that you needed to know about a guy like that that you need in your locker room. You need people like that. It's so, so, and veterans, yes. Like myself, you want to have you know veteran professionals, a Derek Fisher, you want to have those guys that you know are professionals from that standpoint, but you also need a comic relief. If you can have a professional comic relief in your locker room that keeps guys loose, met, lets guys know it's not that bad, I think that's something that's so, so
0: valuable. Well, why would an NBA team just hire a comedian as the 15th man?
1: You guys brought like one in of the Wayans brothers. We
2: brought in just... Bill Burr. Bill Burr was amazing. Oh, Bill, Burr. <laughs> Bill Burr was <laughs> really? amazing. He came and talked He's to us. He's one our, of
0: the funniest dudes.
2: Of all time. Yeah. But, uh, I just watched his stand-up a couple of nights ago, but we brought in Bill Burr during... The Nuggets
0: or the Cavs? Uh... Oh, the Cavs. During Cavs. the
2: finals last year, there was a, a comic thing going on in San Francisco, and some of our training staff went there. Uh, Steve Spiro and Cobra, they went, and they asked him if he would come talk to the team. So he did like a little 10-minute bit and was just going off. He killed Shump because Shump was like not paying attention. like He was like on his phone, yeah. and, and he kept like, are you going to put your phone away? And like, you know, she's, what, what Shump doesn't understand is very similar how we – can destroy a heckler in a crowd yeah it's like Shump. like this is what he does for a living yeah, if you're, yeah he's going don't to mess with him yeah he's going to murder your shoestrings your haircut and there's going to be nothing that you can say because you don't have a mic and he lit into Shump something like to the point where like Shump was trying to act serious but ended up because we were all laughing at him yeah and to the point where like finally sh- like Shump like cracked a smile because it was like it was some pretty good
0: material so do you think that helped the calves that day Cause that makes me mad. Cause Bill Burr is a Boston guy. Yeah, you know, he's hey, great. Hey, Bill Burr, don't help the Cavs. No, no, no. Hey, what hey, the hey, hell is It wasn't Burr. during the finals. It was during the finals. Yeah, yeah, we that's were terrible. in. We were in San Fran. Maybe he, maybe he liked the, he liked you guys slightly more than the Warriors. Would be the pro, only thing pro, that makes that's me probably. feel. Really I mean, like maybe that.
2: he was just going for the East Coast, East Coast vibe. But no, he was. He was. Who is all the time. best
0: locker room guy you've seen in the last six years? Just um, watching as a fly on the wall.
1: I think inside the locker room throughout the course of the game, given a situation, James Jones.
0: Yeah. God, James Jones. It sounds like we should just elect James Jones as president. That man does we'll not know.
1: need to be on the floor. He does not need to log minutes, but his voice will carry in a huddle. Game five, the year they won it. Yeah. Um, third quarter, I think there was a moment that, I mean, it was just an intense situation, and you had to win that game, obviously, to continue the series. Is just
0: that Draymond was not playing because he punched somebody in the Nets game? Correct. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um And... The person you have standing there in the middle of the huddle is James Jones,
2: and what, interesting. I mean he yeah. hadn't
1: played the entire.
2: What he had the ability to do, which you don't see a lot of players have, is that he could calm down a superstar like yeah. LeBron. He could calm down a rookie, uh, a guy like Jr. And even a professional like myself, which I try to prime myself on. He could calm down JR? Yeah, he could calm down JR. Or challenge challenge JR. Challenge JR in the right moment, in the right way. And even like myself, like going into the playoffs, right? I was like, man, I'm just, you know, haven't been playing. Richard, don't worry, you're part of our top seven rotation. And I'm like, but I haven't. You know, coaches, that, don't worry, Richard, you're a part of our top seven rotation because, look, this is what's going to happen. This is how it's going to be and blah, blah, blah. So make sure you're staying, you're staying in shape. You're staying ready. I say me and you go get some cardio after this. and And he's one of those guys. And all of a sudden, when it comes true, you're like... Oh wow! I was like, "How did you know?" And he was like, "Well, it's just because. Look, this is who they have. This is what the way we're going to play. This is what I know, Bron. This is what Bron needs on the floor and trusts on the floor. So this yeah. is what you're going to. And it's like for him to be able to calm down a 16 year vet, yeah. right? For him to be able to to you know motivate a guy like Jr. For him to be able to rationalize with Bron, like the fact that he had all of this ability to navigate a team from within the locker room is something that I haven't seen from many guys that are, were in his position. I've seen it from like stars and guys that are trying to navigate stuff, but from a a guy that was the 14th, 15th man do it. It was, I was impressed.
1: You know who he probably had the biggest hand on? Kevin. Oh, by far. Kevin Love. by far.
2: Like that was his impact. It was on Kevin was huge. Right. And and Kevin, you know, you go look at some of the posts that Kevin even did for him after they won the championship. Kevin dedicated one post just to James Jones of like, thank you for help for helping me get through this and and staying on me and motivating me and and challenging me. And, you know, like even though Channing and myself are the comic relief, there's something that that goes into a guy like that that can mentally help guys navigate, you know,
0: whatever it is that you have to. I was worried about Kevin Love this year. I hope he rallies back, but it seemed like he was, his spirit was a little broken, even before he heard his hand.
1: He played. He had a string he was of playing games, well, too. Yeah. Near
0: the end there, before he got hurt, I was like, uh-oh. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think didn't... just the entire <laughs> energy, the vibe, it had to change. Yeah. Uh, but I'm anxious to see how he will now get back to... What
0: happened to JR?
1: Because um, it looked
0: like JR's career was headed to being over the first four months. He was playing so bad. And then that Boston game, it was like, oh, JR's back. I, I, think just I don't understand JR that. Jr.
1: can get in the way of himself. That's just yeah. Jr. Yeah, That's right. just, JR. Just, That's just Jr. That's just Jr. That's just Jr. Being Jr. They, they
2: talked about that like back when he first got there, like he was the throw-in in the Shump trade. Yeah. Okay, you, we'll give you guys Shumper, but you have to take Jr. Smith also. And then next thing you know, J- is crazy. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, Jr. Smith is like the two, starting two guard, having huge impacts throughout the season, had two of the best years of his career. One of the best know? guys. Yeah. By the way. Oh, Uh, really? Yeah. Great teammate. Great teammate. teammate. Mm -hmm. Really, really, you know, special individual. He's so funny. He might be
1: able to, I mean, he won't live up to what you and Channing brought from a comedy standpoint
0: no no that's but impossible we're comedy just icons. being himself
1: he could be we're
0: <laughs> constantly looking for new talent for she the is podcast. she is i
1: literally i'm over here trying i asked tristan the other day and he was like no i gotta leave that alone because both your co-hosts have been traded booted yeah. rj didn't even make it to day one and janine <laughs> didn't make it past the deadline
0: that's that's a valid point yeah it's like a curse almost
2: no i don't believe in curses
1: we just dropped an episode though so yeah
0: we did just we drop we do have you had players asked to come on the podcast?
1: I've had that guys must have
2: happened, I, I've right? had guys get offended when they heard me ask somebody else. Right? Uh, like on I, their I, team? Yeah. No, it's just like I like I had Devin Harris on and I I was talking to Dirk cuz I tried to get Dirk on and uh and then Harrison Barnes was like cool bro you're not gonna have me on podcast <laughs> thanks i appreciate that So like, dude you can come on i was like when do you want to come on i was like i was gonna because i think they came in on a back-to-back and i was like dude you couldn't do it because it was a back-to-back i had devin like a week ago i was like when we're in dallas you'll come on and he was like yeah, yeah yeah i'll come on in dallas so i've had guys get get funny when it comes to like stuff like that
0: how you feeling about university of arizona
2: i think uh deandre ayton should be the number one pick in the draft I think um, you're
0: going to get your wish.
2: Yeah, I think he should be he should be a number one pick in the guy. The kid, um, uh, you should take him under your wing. He's going to be like a nine figure millionaire. He looks like David Robinson. Like I know he's only 19, but I'm talking about the guy is just a specimen. He's what he's what people wanted out of Greg Oden, right? Probably not as athletic and as aggressive down there. Yeah, but f- super physical, super skilled, can do so much. Like for me, he is. And I've watched Marvin Bagley, who's a Phoenix kid. I, m- I actually met him when he was like 15 or 16 in Arizona. I had no idea that he was going to be this stuff. I had friends growing up in Phoenix that were like, Richard, this kid Marvin Bagley is way better than you as a sophomore. <laughs> and I was like, I don't doubt it. And then here he is just playing amazing at Duke. I think he he's you know like a Chris Bosh, like skilled, can do a lot of different things. Aiden seems like a safer bet. Yeah, not-
0: hosts our College Hoop podcast. What do you think? Is Aiden number one now? Yeah, I think so. He's pretty, number one. Yeah, it's pretty sure fired. Yeah. What, what has to happen for that not to happen? Uh, injury, right? Or Yeah. yeah. Some, or what if they get bounced in round one and then everybody over... Nah. And no one cares. He's seven, <laughs> he's <laughs> seven foot in the... Mo-
2: and it's like when you look at him physically and you're like, this is him at 19, so him mm-hmm. at 25 is just going to just get bigger and stronger and more athletic. The only thing that concerns me about it is that the way the NBA goes... You got to start developing talent, right? I hope he goes to a place that's like, no, we're not going to try and turn you into Dwight Howard or to a stretch four. we want you to shoot. No, put him back to the basket. Let him work on his post game. Have him become a high level post player like a David Robinson, like a like a Patrick Ewing. Have him be that guy. That's who he needs to be to be dominant. I don't care if the rest of the NBA is shooting threes. Eventually, you're going to have to play another big guy alongside that to guard him. And if he's dominating the post, it'll slow the game down. And mm. so I think that's what everyone wants, all these scoring point guards and want guys that can
0: do this. And they want three Ds. Every team's going to have two point guards yeah. in the in their crunch time in yeah. like three years. Yeah, because they, we're just producing too many of them.
2: Yeah, well, because everybody now, there's no like pure point guards, no like pass first guards. It's all the Every, Devin Booker types. Yeah, everybody yeah. wants to be it, a 6'3", he's a two guard. It's like, yeah, 6'3", yeah, and uh, can handle, he's a point guard. And it's just... I don't. But everybody wants that. But isn't it isn't funny how only certain teams are successful. Still, unless you have a Steph or a Clay, unless you have a James Harden or a Chris Paul, you can't do that with every single team and every single player. So I think a guy like Ayton like can really change the game from that standpoint. It's like no, this is how we're going to play. This is what I we're think build
1: centers around. are
0: coming back. Yeah, I think I there's so. still
1: room for a traditional postman.
0: Yeah, post-time. I hope so. There's I, good centers now. They're kind of like on the down though. The key
1: yeah. though is like you said, the development.
0: Yeah. What's dying are power forwards. Yeah. The traditional like six nine rebounder clog the lane guy is is on his way out of the league
2: that sucked with boogie what happened with him because you saw that traditional front like you know front yeah but boy. even
0: that like dave because davis could play far from the basket yeah. it was like a nice little yeah. i really enjoyed watching them I, it, was I was like, it was like david
2: it was like david and tim duncan yeah you know it was like watching that it was like watching like a charles oakley and patrick ewing yeah it was watching like two big men navigate around each other and you would always keep one on the court at the same time but to see both of them be able to play together right and see them both put up great numbers it shows like yo like two big men can play together right you just have to be a force on the glass you have to be a force defensively you don't have to shoot 100 threes you're not going to be able to do what the warriors do no one can like the cavs had and you know, all Houston's these guys the
0: bigger effect. i i can't stand watching houston <laughs> i really can't i can't stand it i like watching people move on a basketball court the Four people standing still. Well, Harder and Chris Paul does like their whole thing at the top, and I don't know. I'm just bored. They're by it. they're
2: they're really good. They're really I know talented. They're really good. And, part, I think and part,
0: they're, of they're they're part of the reason why they're able to play one
2: on one. Part of the reason why they're able to play one on one is because they have shooting all around them. You have the Ryan Anderson. You have the. Gordon. I totally get it. I yeah. just I don't personally enjoy it that much. Well, as members, remember Steve Kerr. Uh, I don't know, Steve Kerr. Charles Barkley said that no shooting team won a championship until um until the the 15 warriors so the warriors did it right it's going to be i'm i'm really curious to see how that works out that style of play you know and and i say this knowing that we very well could play them in the first round but that style of play um and i don't doubt you know cp and and james harden's basketball iq but that style of play of just iso 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 do you see their numbers though they're they, with
0: their top three, they're like 28 and one yeah. or their top four or something. Yeah. That, that's when they've been out if, there. That's if you're like into, a real If you're number. into those if numbers. numbers. If you're no, into those like, numbers. When we have our guys, we're 28 and one. Is, yeah. Is, I have to take that seriously. It,
2: you know, yes, you should. And when
0: they're shooting 45 threes, even if the Warriors are slightly better than you, but you make 18 of the 45. The math kind of swings it your way a little bit. Yeah, yeah.
2: If if you make eighteen of forty five, but make no mistake, if you make twelve of forty five, you are going well. Not not even that. But are you really? You really want to outshoot the Warriors? That like they have Clay. Like I, I get that it's shiny and new, but Clay, Steph, and KD.
1: You have to outshoot system. that system.
2: That's that's because imp- their movement, their threes are based on a lot of movement. Yeah. Right? It's not ISO, ISO, ISO pass or ISO, ISO, ISO shoot. It's move, 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 open shot. You made a mistake. Move, 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 open shot. You made a mistake. So and they ma- so And the, 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 the most annoying thing because playing against them in the finals the last two years is that you can do it right. And they still get and they 25-footer. And, st- and they still make it. You can do it right more times than not. And they're going to make you pay. And if you do it wrong, then you're really annoyed. I'm, I actually prefer doing it right and having to make me pay because then I can go up there and just play, hey, just keep it going. But when you make a mistake and then they get a layup or a dunk or an open
0: three, you're just like, damn it, you know. So well, I remind you, I'm going to say 1994, eight seed Nuggets, one seed Sonics. Oh yeah, the biggest holding upset. the ball, <laughs> biggest
1: round one upset
0: of all time. Uh I was
1: a part knows? of the San Antonio
2: Memphis one. That sucked uh we won oh 60. i bet on memphis that series oh they're they too were big for you a that yeah they yeah they were they
0: were they <laughs> i were. couldn't believe it they were like six to one underdogs or something i was like whoa
2: yeah are you allowed to bet on, on sports considering yeah, that not? you have insider information <laughs> what, what inside information do i have uh you're in locker rooms you talk i'm to, not in
0: locker rooms i'm at, right here at, with tate at, at times you were in locker rooms. No, i i do not have inside information uh, but, but plus like what inside information can you have uh,
2: I don't know. Isn't what your job is based off Sitting of insider? Inside. No, like yeah. like has a ton of inf-
0: inside information, but Allie it's not does like not Allie does. Would not you ever be like, oh, I'm I'm betting the Pistons tonight because I know LeBron is sick? Right? <laughs> like you would never do that. How awesome! I,
2: how awesome! Who was it that used to give the line? Football guy that used to give the line. Jimmy the Greek? It was no, maybe I know. I'm, I'm I'm too young for Jimmy. I know that sounds Wh- crazy. Which football guy? Uh, I forgot who it was that used to give the line. It's like so and so are three point underdogs. Are are seven. Point dogs, and it was just like, why don't they do that? Like, they and I don't know, they don't do it in the NBA
0: games where it's just like you start getting ready for it. Yeah, it's gonna be legal in like a year. No, but it's not about legal, but it's like you're gonna be hearing fans yelling from the thing, Come on, nuggets! I got you plus seven.
2: Yeah, I think that would be hilarious. (laughs) Like, if you're watching the game, it's just to let people know it's like, Hey, you're watching this game. The people that are betting are saying that the Nuggets are a seven point dog tonight. And you're just like, because then it, it adds a conversation. Why are they seven point dogs? Because it's their third game in Fortnite. It's to Jokic. Year, yeah. Here's what it's, that means. Yeah. I'm it's like, it's yeah. more saying from a TV versus saying it as like a coaching standpoint. Right. Like, hey, guys, we're three point dogs tonight.
0: Come on, so guys. Like, let's Nobody make believes sure. in us. Yeah.
2: We haven't, we haven't covered their spread in a week. No, that's not, not
0: like that. But just more it, from It like, does make it more exciting with like 20 seconds left when somebody's up eight. Oh, the bad bets, the bad exciting bets. thing or exciting. If you had like the Nuggets plus seven and you know, they're down eight with 20 seconds left and he gets, he's in, he gets his one chance to shoot a three <laughs> and knock it out. Is, yeah, it, is, it, is it, it the bad? Be- is the thing, the line. I think it's the bad
2: beats. Is it the bad beats? Bad That's, beats. Bad That's beats. Van Pelt
0: does that. Yeah. Van yeah.
2: Pelt. That is by far my, the, the newest, like most Form random entertainment, that like thing that I've ever seen, and it makes me laugh every time. Yeah, because they find them everywhere. Yeah, in college basketball, college like if, basketball if you, if you had this great. bet, blah blah blah, you're and look at all the things that had to go wrong for this bet to get the be funniest up.
0: one was the Minnesota Green Bay. I'm, I'm sorry, Minnesota. Um, who'd they beat with the Hail Mary? Now I'm blanking. Oh, New Orleans, mm. and Minnesota scores on the Hail Mary yeah. to end the game. Yeah. But by an NFL rule, they have to kick the extra point. Oh, Game was yes. over. Game was over. And the they extra took a knee. P- the extra point would have covered, and they took a knee. So in Vegas, everybody's <laughs> like, "Yeah, extra point!" And then they took the knee, and, and everybody's like, oh! yes!" That
2: that that to me, that's a really really cool segment. That I he should. Does.
0: I forgot to mention you're wearing a Soho yoga. Uh, Hoodie Thanks (laughs) for staying on brand Yeah, I I tried Richard Jefferson Yeah,
2: Soho Yoga Hermosa Beach Downtown LA Go check it out Uh, Natasha Needles Is our uh, yoga director Pete Niva One of my really, really good friends Jamal
0: Murray Will be there all summer Jamal Murray
2: I've been getting That's the thing Luke took the whole Laker team there uh, I've had the Malik. Lots wouldn't go. I, yeah, lots of would go. <laughs> My dad said I his, can't his, go. His, his dad <laughs> was there too. Unless we take too. Jello. Uh, no, we've had we've had like the 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 uh, the Mavericks. Like Dirk has been in there. I try and get all the guys in there, and most of them. You'd be surprised how many teams now just bring in a yoga instructor or Pilates. Do- or Pilates or, or stuff, just doing yeah. something because. The, you know just what you do for that hour in there helps your body so. Do you know much. hot
0: yoga? Yeah,
2: that's what that's what we have. We have heated and that's regular. That's my wife's yoga. big
0: thing is hot yoga. Yeah. They have one of the.
1: And best she comes back and she's classes. like,
0: like oh, yeah. some weird color. Yeah. you know, she's
2: like, but you feel great. Yeah, like, there's she feels a, great. Yeah, there's a euphoric feeling that you get. Plug afterwards. your podcast.
1: Road tripping podcast. Richard versus Channing. However, I'm not really sure how that works now. <laughs> <laughs> we might need a new We're name. We're still going against Channing. It was uh, Richard with. It was road tripping podcast. Richard. Tommy, and Channing. did we
2: sign chaining it? He's got the text out. I already texted him and told him not to answer. <laughs> we we dropped we dropped Bron uh today. We have another one. Bron. Uh, yeah, we dropped Braun. He, he did Bron. Le- Yeah. Uh, LeBron James, yes. LeBron James. Yeah, he came on the, the pod. The third best player of all time. Of all time. He <clears> came <throat> on the pod. He talked about his all-star team, whether or not his team was jinxed and all that stuff. Talked about the draft. While he
1: played NBA 2K. While
2: he's playing he also t- said he was like Mel Kuiper uh, with his board, uh, which <laughs> I thought was great. Uh, I think some of the highlights I think people really like. We got Tim Duncan on. We have Bill Walton did a really, really good one. Lindsey Vaughn, Olymp- Getting
1: Tim
0: Duncan is like getting Howard Hughes. Oh, oh and it was the most, most comical
1: do thing. I've I tried to get him for to.
0: five years to write about when I was at ESPN. I was even when I was on the TV show. All everybody in the organization wanted him to do it, and he's just like, no. And he I, showed I don't up don't to that to.
1: podcast on a
0: motorcycle, BMW, BMW some sort.
1: motorcycle, yeah. In yeah, he
0: he jacket. might be the world's most interesting man. He, he I, really, I really is. Think I think it's, it's the Dos Equis guy. And no, he he
2: really is, and he's such a great teammate. And after it came out, he was just like he had no idea that we had kind of a cult following. Yeah, and it was like. Everywhere, And he was like, well, wow. Because he talked about how you just had a daughter born and no one had known. He told the name of his <laughs> daughter uh, was Quill from Peter Quill and Guardians of the Galaxy because he's a huge comic book nerd. So it just went viral in like five, like all the comic book nerds were excited. All the San Antonio Spurs fans were like, "What? Else? what's going on? All the basketball junkies were like, oh, wow, Tim Duncan actually talks. Uh, he talked about playing in the world of Warcraft. Him and Channing uh, were his in the same. His tongue piercings. Yeah, his tongue piercings. Like he, he just talked about That's everything. One of of those
0: where anything is possible in a Tim Duncan pocket. Yeah. So like what do you up, what are you up to now i'm a commercial airline pilot <laughs> i've yeah. been flying planes for delta airlines well, last 5 he, months he, okay he fly tim duncan fishes? yeah he yeah. started like, he, he started
2: his own uh, car company blackjack motoring so mm-hmm. he started his own car. it's all on the table at tim yeah. duncan yeah. Yeah. yeah and he's he's just if you talk to him about anything other than basketball, like he'll, he'll just crack right. jokes for all day. And it's like, he's not one of those people that's like into like, who's the greatest or who's the, like, if you yeah. want to, what's your take on this? It's like, yeah, but you ask him about like, you know, who, who would he take in mortal combat? Like Liu Kang or, <laughs> or uh, scorpion and he'll talk to you for like he 15 was talking minutes about
1: his video game name or that was Channing 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 <laughs> and World
2: War of Warcraft he had like a little uh like dog and it was called like dick puncher right <laughs> so, puncher. so Channing would be like go get him dick puncher and the dog would yeah. like run off and like attack <laughs> and like attack like some of the stuff that those two idiots and I had no idea that they were in the same like World War of Warcraft guild yeah was, that became a big story it was huge I I had no idea and I it was think just, people
0: are surprised Tim Duncan was a normal guy who played video games.
2: Oh, he's such a nerd. He's such yeah. a nerd. And, and we, you know, he always used to crack jokes about how pop used to hate me. And then <laughs> and I would just mess with him just about how big of a nerd he actually was. And it was just like people only knew. But I really do like just from a teammate to teammate standpoint, him coming on, uh, I think was really, really good for. For me and in the podcast from a standpoint is it, it, it i think that was one of the first times that people really got to see what the podcast was about yeah it's like hey player to player sitting down and having a conversation is something that is hard to find and hard to get and just hearing us not break down x's and o's and give stuff but just talk about our life and crack jokes and see how much fun we have that was one of the first times like the Kyrie and Braun were a big one uh kevin coming on but i think that one was the one that people were like oh okay road trip in is really doing something that that's unique and, and hard to find
1: it's a toss up between that one and the earth is flat
2: the earth of flat one was a little special too
1: that yeah. was dropped a year ago good luck with weekend. it
2: yeah thank you i appreciate you So you coming on. out
0: here when when whenever the season's over you'll be in la right i'll be in la the entire i'm gonna time. make you come in and do some playoff uh
2: we'll come in we'll break unless you all. guys
0: make the finals <laughs> listen man i don't know i don't i'll believe anything in the west I think all those best teams are good. I, think we I really
2: do. Look, we're, we're in the six spot. We're in the six spot right now, and we just added Devin Harris, so we have a veteran point guard. Yeah, and we we have done most of this with missing Paul Millsap for like, forty Like could you games.
0: could you be the best player in a series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he I could. Think, and he I, could I, just
1: yeah. light it up. What I think keeps, we can upset what somebody. What keeps him from being consistent? He's
0: twenty two years oh. old. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: cigarettes. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the cigarettes. Yeah, I know he's twenty three, two years old. That's what it is. He's twenty, maybe twenty three. So. He's like 23 years old. That's You're just going to be, incon- you're going to be there's inconsistent. Some, there's some
0: teams that just seem like not great matchups for him some nights. Mm-hmm. And then other nights, it just seems like nobody in the league could stop him.
2: No. And, and it's just the way he does it but is that's so 20, impressive. That's the 22-year-old year old. thing. Yeah. That's the same thing I said with Jamal Murray. I believe yeah. Jamal Murray's going to be an all-star. But instead of having three-game spurts and then three games off, soon it'll turn into six to eight games where he's dominating and then one or two games off and then he's back. And I think it's the same thing with Jokic. The
0: cool thing about him is is he's fun to play with and if you have that that's a good foundation yeah because whatever team he's on everybody else will be like this is cool i like being on this guy's team i yeah. get i cut and i get an open you enjoy playing he sees, with him he sees where i am yeah And yeah, there's and not a lot of guys in the league like that no all right not. we gotta go well i appreciate uh, good luck you having an all-star on. On. I'll weekend
2: i'll see you playoffs we'll we'll talk yeah. we'll come break down some stuff y- you whenever might my see me at one of the things tonight i'm not going to anything i'm not going to anything i'm going to vegas Smart.
1: I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> thanks okay, out
0: thanks, thanks for on. having me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks, Tally. And Richard, thanks to ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. My listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Thanks to Casper, the sleep brand that continues to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep ex- experience. Remember, they offer a 100-night risk-free sleep on a trial. Returns are hassle-free if you're not completely satisfied. For a limited time, Casper.com slash savings. Go there, receive up to $200 off any mattress purchase of $2,000 or more. Special offer expires on February 20th, 2018. Go to slash terms for more details. Thanks to Simply Safe, who just released its brand new home security system. The all new Simply Safe, completely rebuilt, redesigned with new safeguards against power outages, down Wi Fi, cut line lines, bats, hammers, everything in between. It's smaller, faster, stronger than ever before. You'll get 24 7 protection for only $15 a month. No contract. supplies are limited. Visit simplysafebs.com right now. Don't forget, if you have a question for KD, in case we do a podcast this weekend, send it to the mailbag at the Put KD in the subject heading. Be respectful, please. Enjoy the weekend. Talk to you soon.